name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I really hope that we were paying attention to today's gospel because the lawyer, the scholar of the Jews, asked, the million, asked Jesus a million-dollar question. How do I get to heaven? Right? And all of us wouldn't be here um, on Father's Day this late if we were not interested in getting into heaven. And a response is given by the lawyer, by the attorney, the scholar of the law, and he answers this on how it is that he gets to heaven. And he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind, and you will love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus approves of this response. So if we want to get to heaven, it's given to us today. We are told to love God and to love our neighbor as we would love ourselves. And he, as a good attorney, asks a fact-finding question to justify or maybe get a little bit more information. So who is my neighbor? Because that's really the heart of what's going on today. Who is my neighbor? Our neighbor, I would say, is the person who's closest to us. And today I want to talk about three neighbors that are closest to us that we must love in order to get to heaven. The first neighbor, neighbor number one, I would say the person closest to me, the person closest to you is myself. How much closer can we get than the person within us? So if neighbor is the person closest to me, then I have to look at myself. I got to say that there has to be a neighbor within me, and I must love that person within me in order to get to heaven. I would go as far as to say that I can't say I love God but hate myself. If God created me and God created you, and we claim to love God, but I hate myself, then how can I love God? So it's easy sometimes to love other people, but it's really hard to love ourselves often. And I'm not talking about the love that the world says, love yourself, do what makes you happy, you know, just be free. That's a selfish type of love, and that's not the love I'm talking about. And that's not the love that Jesus is talking about. The neighbor within, right, ourselves. That's neighbor number one. And again, what are some signs that we are not loving this neighbor, this neighbor within? What are the signs of what that looks like, this neighbor within? Sign number one that I would say are, what are the words we're saying to ourselves? What are the words that we speak to ourselves day in and day out? Whether internally we're speaking them or we're thinking them. Because those words, if they are filled with self-hatred, self-condemnation, self-judgment, we don't love ourselves as the neighbor within and we're not on the path to heaven. What does that sound like? Constantly, right? I'm so stupid. I'm such a failure. I'm not good enough. I'm hopeless. Nothing will ever change. These words we speak to ourselves, these words we speak into our lives, into this inner neighbor, is a clear indication we don't love this neighbor within. And again, we're not on the pathway to heaven then. I want to just share my own personal testimony of recently where I was put to the test for myself to see if I actually cared about Brian, if I cared about this neighbor within. About three weeks ago, I went to Italy with a couple of friends and, um, you know, went from uh, DTW, so from Detroit to Atlanta, then Atlanta to Italy. And so all my documents, everything was in order, everything was good in Detroit, then I got to Atlanta, no problems, and then I got to Italy. And there, uh, you know, all my friends are scanning their passports. Everyone's getting in. They stopped me. They said, just go off to the side. Oh, I'm Middle Eastern. They're being racist, whatever. <laughs> but in reality, I was, I was familiar with this process. So I just went in the back, whatever. 
And then uh, 10 minutes later, the guy comes out and he hands my passport. He says, uh, this passport is expired. And I was like, what? And he was like, this passport's expired. I remembered that in 2019, I canceled a passport. I thought it was lost or stolen. And then I got another one. So I took the wrong one with me to, to Italy. And so they said, you have an hour and a half to get on a flight home. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm panicking and I called my friend, he's an immigration attorney and time is running out. I'm trying to figure out what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? How do I, you know, I, I don't have a hotel. They won't let me into the country. I can't overnight it. Who can come and give it to me? So they put me on a flight. I went all the way back home, 10 hours. And the next morning I got on another flight and 10 more hours back to Italy. So we're gonna take a second collection today to pay for my second ticket, so. <laughs> But in reality, why I share this with you is because the hard part wasn't the eight flights in eight days. The hardest part wasn't the four flights in 24 and 48 hours, 10 hour flights. That wasn't the hardest part. The hardest part was not turning in on myself, not beating myself up. I'm so stupid. I am such a loser. I can't believe I did that. I'm missing out on time with friends and, 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 and I, I could have went on and on. And that was the hardest part. That was the hardest part. And I didn't go there. I didn't go there. I wanted to. And I wanted to, and I was cringing inside to go there. But what was the use? There was no use. So that sign was a clear indication to me that I'm finally learning to love the neighbor within. And I'm on my pathway to heaven. Where are we with that? The words we speak to ourselves. That's sign number one of somebody who really is um, really is not loving themselves as they just speak really really horrible and toxic words into our lives thinking it constantly another sign of somebody who's not loving the neighbor within is somebody who's constantly using drugs and alcohol to numb the pain I don't want to deal with it it's just easier to numb the pain numb the pain numb the pain that's a clear indication of somebody who doesn't love themselves another sign of somebody who doesn't love themselves is, is somebody who's constantly running to the internet to feel better this site, an appropriate site, is going to make me feel better. In reality, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for love. This social media is going to make me feel better. In reality, what I'm looking for is love. And the internet never rejects us. So it's a clear indication of somebody who's constantly running back to the internet to feel better is a clear indication I don't love the neighbor within, which is the first neighbor. Second neighbor we'll talk about today is the person closest to me. Again, neighbors being this person who's closest to me besides the neighbor within. The second neighbor is my immediate family. My mother, my father, my brother, my sister. If I'm, if I'm not holy at home, brothers and sisters, then I'm actually, am I holy at all? It's easy to be holy with friends and fam uh, friends and coworkers and people I go to school with because I get to pick and choose those people. I can say I've had enough of you, like we're good, I had a good time with you, I get to go home. I'm done. But not at home. I don't get to choose my mom, my dad, my brother, my sisters. I don't get to choose that. So the real test, if I'm on the pathway to holiness, is loving my neighbor who is the closest person around me, which are the people in my own household. That's the true test. And but why is it so hard to love our people in our own household? Why do they get on our nerves? Why? Why is it so hard to love them? Again, it's because it's hard to love our family members, those in our own household sometimes, and we get so annoyed and our, our patience is very low and our love is very low and we're selfish rather than selfless because, again, 
We can't take them in doses. They're everywhere we turn. God placed them in our lives to try us so we can become holy, so we can get to heaven. We think if, this, if I just had a different mother, if I just had a different father, if I had a different brother or sister, then my life would be so much easier. But God placed them in our lives so we'd be holy. We'd learn to be patient. We'd learn to love. We'd give of ourselves. So we shouldn't run away from it, right? We just got to admit it. We shouldn't run away from it. We shouldn't be ashamed of it. Um, we shouldn't, um, we, sh- we, we, we just don't do that. That doesn't help. We shouldn't get discouraged. We should bring it to Jesus. Wow, Lord, I, I still have a problem with anger that nobody but my mother brings out of me. Help me, Jesus. Or, wow, Lord, I'm, I'm still struggling with selfishness that nobody but my brother brings outside of me. I, I, just give me the graces of gentleness and give me the graces to be a good neighbor to my brother, this person in my own family. And if we love that second neighbor, the, the person closest to us, the immediate family members, and that's a journey, then we're on our way to heaven. And finally, the last neighbor that I'll talk about today, third neighbor is the, the people outside of my immediate family whom God has made close to me at a particular place in a particular time. We work with them. We go to school with them. They could be strangers that walk into our businesses. If we don't love them, we're not on the pathway to heaven. And we can learn a lot from today, the, the Samaritan, right? So what does, what does this look like? How can I be a good neighbor? How can I love this neighbor, this person that God, this particular person that God has put in my heart, in my mind right now? What does that look like? And we can learn a lot from the Samaritan. He was a perceptive neighbor to this stranger. Perceptive means to see. That guy that was on the side of the road, the Samaritan, wasn't screaming and yelling for help. Please help me, I'm half dead. But the Samaritan saw from a distance he needs help. How perceptive are we when we are working with people and, 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 and going to school with people and we see that you don't look right. And are we approaching that neighbor? Think about the times people have approached us and said, hey, I've noticed lately you haven't been yourself. Or, hey, is everything okay? I'm not judging you, but you've been, your temper's been off a little bit lately. Or, hey, you look a little sad. Is everything okay? Imagine those times that that happened to us, how loved we felt. And somebody's waiting for that from you and me. To be perceptive neighbors is very, very important. To be able to just go to somebody and say, I noticed this and I'm here if you need anything. Can I pray for you? Is anything going on? I'm not judging you, but I'm your brother through Christ. So number one, just be perceptive to these people around us. Open up our eyes. We're so fixated on other things. We're focused on ourselves a lot. And second, uh, be a selfless. Besides being a perceptive neighbor, we have to be a selfless neighbor to those people around us. Right, we heard in today's gospel, he approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn and cared for him. That's a lot of work. I'm sure that was not the Samar- on the Samaritan schedule for that day. That's a lot of work. But he was selfless to this person in need. He put his schedule on the side for this person in need. 
He was willing to be inconvenienced. Again, it wasn't on a schedule. He was willing to invest his time by giving oil, bandaging him up, putting him on his animal, taking him to an inn. And then he was even willing to risk to get hurt. Right? He walked to the Samaritan. That Samaritan got beat up, half dead in this area. He walked into it rather than, I'm not going there. He put his own life in danger. Now, we need to be careful. That's not something that you know, we should always be doing. We see somebody on the side of the road who has a sign and we're putting down our window and we're, okay, if God is calling you to do that, then great. But we also have to be careful. There's other opportunities outside, and, uh, outside to help. We have to be attentive. In the middle of the night, someone needs our help. It may not be the right, most safest thing to do in the middle of Detroit or other maybe dangerous areas. So we have to be attentive. So let us be assertive and attentive to these things. And just finally today, Father's Day, right? We talked a lot about fathers on this Father's Day. Fathers, fathers, we look to you as our fathers to set the tone in the family, right? How gentle am I with myself? Am I loving this neighbor within? And if I'm loving this neighbor within fathers, then my children and wife and spouse are going to love that neighbor within. If I'm loving my family, showing them my time, not just, you know, uh, fathers, we're very good about providing uh, through money and, and, and giving our, uh, and, and working for our families, but if we're there emotionally, mentally, physically, not running to our phones, just checking out, looking to escape as soon as we get home, then we're going to get that from our spouse and family. And also how we treat people outside of our family, that third neighbor, If we show love and we're not judging and saying, look at this bum on the side of the street, that's going to get picked up real quick in the family. So fathers, we look to you to teach us, your children, how to be good neighbors and to love our neighbor. So today's gospel, Jesus confirms that to get to heaven, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. There are three neighbors that we must love to get to heaven. Myself, those in my immediate family, and those outside of my immediate family. Many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the most holy Eucharist today. What will Jesus find in your soul? What will he find in my soul? I'm preaching to myself today too. Jesus will find maybe a soul that wants to get to heaven and proves it by loving the neighbor within, loving the neighbor in my immediate family, and loving the neighbor God places in front of me at a particular day, at a particular time. Will Jesus find a soul that says they want to get to heaven, but doesn't love the neighbor within, doesn't love the neighbor in their immediate family, nor do they love the neighbor outside of their immediate family. Brothers and sisters, as always, we have such a beautiful and important decision to make today. So sit here for a minute and make that decision. Love your neighbor. Amen.